Welcome to Art Life Conversations, where we talk about all things art life, from the struggles and the wins along the way, to making art, learning, and art history, to talks on business, career, and selling art. No matter where you are on your art journey, here you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and motivation as Kelly shares the real life of a working artist. And now, your host, Kelly Folsom. Kelly Folsom here, and I want to welcome you back to another Art Life Conversations podcast where we have conversations about all things related to art life. Um, Thank you so much to all of you who are enjoying this podcast, who are sending me emails, thanking me for the podcast, leaving comments on Facebook and all that good stuff. Um, And remember, you can always send me topics that you would like me to consider discussing. Um, Email those in to me at info at artlifewithkelly, K-E-L-L-I dot com, and put in the subject line podcast idea. Okay, so today's episode is number 20. I can't believe We have done 20 episodes. We've had 20 conversations together, and it's already been so much fun, and I love, of course, hearing from all of you as well and the insights that you have after listening to the podcast. So let's keep these conversations going and, of course, reach out to me anytime anything that you would like me to discuss. Okay, so episode 20 today, I am talking about a topic that is very important to me, very near and dear to my heart, as all these topics are. And that is, I want you all to get yourself in front of real art, my friends. Get out, get in front of the real art, see it in real life, imagine that. Get up off the couch, put your clothes on, drive to an art museum, <laughs> get, hop on a plane, fly somewhere, go see some art. Um, you know, I know, especially in America, not every, not every city has an art museum. I live here in Denver, and um, I'm really actually not that crazy about the art museum here in Denver, but we do have one, and um, we also have another location um, here where we can see art in person, and then, of course, there's galleries, and there's all kinds of contemporary artists that uh, live here as well that have their studios available for visits, all that good stuff. Um, but all throughout the country, every state has art museums available. And so I just want to encourage all of you to go, go to the real art, go see it in real life in person, (laughs) because there is no substitute for this, my friends. As artists, it's so important that we stay inspired, that we fill up our, um, as I've talked about before, our art vocabulary database, so to speak, our, our, our bank of visual imagery, and just that we go and we study these paintings in real life, we contemplate them, we try to understand what it is that they were doing, um, and just soak it in and just take it in from any any kind of art in any century. You know, whatever moves you and inspires you, go get up and see it, please. I'm begging you. 
um, especially right now since we, um, you know, we've been dealing with COVID for, gosh, almost two years now. Well, I guess it's about 18 months. And so I know um, for a long time we weren't really able to do that. And now I know most people are getting vaccinated and, of course, you know, able to wear a mask and, you know, able to travel and go see some real art. So even if you cannot or don't want to hop on a plane and fly across the country like I just did last weekend, um, then get in the car, go to an art museum, or find somewhere, a gallery, somewhere where you can see some art in person. Um, there's just no substitute for it. So Monty and I just got back from New York City recently. Um, this is the first art trip we've been able to take uh, for since COVID. Um, and so we flew to New York City to go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. We also visited the Frick Museum there as well. And we just went every single day and just soaked in all of the art from like morning till night. <laughs> and we were so exhausted, you know, from being on our feet every day and, you know, dealing with with the crowds and all the walking, of course, that's in New York City. Um but it was so, so invigorating and so worth it. Um, and there's just really nothing like seeing a real painting in real life. Um, listen, I love all of this modern technology that we have at our disposal. Um, you know, the computers, digital imagery, um, even print, you know, the art books. My, As you can see, I even have a whole stack right here. In my studio of art books, I have so many art books and I love them so dearly. And in a pinch, they will definitely bring a lot of inspiration to me. But I'm telling you, every single time I go and see some real good art in real life, in real person, <laughs> there is something so different about that. You know, you can get up close on the paintings. You can sit there and look at them for so long. Um, in real life, there's no time limit, you know. <laughs> so it's there's just nothing like it. Um, you can see all of the brush strokes. You can see all the layers. You can see the real colors. It's so hard to get, you know, colors to read properly and photograph. I know one painting I just saw... Um, at the Met and, and darn it, I forgot to get my own photo of it while I was there. I don't know what I was thinking, um, but the man's name, what was his name? Uh, Carlisle, I, I can't remember his name, but it was a still life with apple blossoms and it was a huge still life. It was like, you know, five feet tall, five or six feet tall. And that's pretty darn big for a still life because usually still lifes are, you know, smaller than that. Um, but I was so impressed by this painting from across the room. The boldness of the design just drew me to this painting like a magnet. And then once I got up there, just really seeing all of the beautiful colors, all the the brushwork, um, you know, all of the details. That even even seeing these artists' signatures on their painting is so inspiring to me. Because I think it just reminds me that, oh my gosh, you know, this artist was alive 
and you know centuries ago and was making this amazing artwork and look how beautiful it is and and for some reason for me it really connects me to that artist seeing their work in real life in person and you know seeing their signature on the painting and I, I just think about, well, you know, when did he come up with this idea? When did this inspiration strike him to paint this still life, um, which was kind of a crazy, bold still life? Um, and uh, so, so it just really gets me um, connected to that artist whenever I see the work in person. Um, and I know I've heard that too from a lot of collectors who have bought my work. And, and it's it's kind of a shame sometimes that so much of how we're seeing art now is, you know, in small little images on Facebook and Instagram, um, on the websites, you know, and, and we're all doing the best we can with that. And it's it's definitely, there's so many pros to that. There's so many benefits to that. But one of the major downsides of, of this sort of digital versions of art is there's also there's a lot that's getting lost in that digital representation. Um, so one thing, for example, of course, is scale. You know, whenever I saw this painting in person at the Met, the first thing that struck me was this painting is huge for a still life, and and like who and it got me all inspired. Like, oh, I want to go home and paint like a huge still life now too. You know, like how great is that? So bold, so beautiful. Um, and if I were to have just seen a photograph of the still life or maybe seen it in a book, um, then, you know, I wouldn't have had that same connection or that same response to it. I, I wouldn't have really understood what that painting was like in reality, in real life. Um, so that's one of the things that gets lost often, of course, is a scale. Um, and I know sometimes uh, we can, you know, we can see, you know, people standing next to a photo of their art or have something next to uh, the artwork in the image to give a sense of scale. And I'm all for doing things like that because I think anything, anything that brings, uh, brings it closer to uh, more of a real experience is beneficial. But seeing it in person, there's just no substitute. So one thing that tends to get lost, of course, is the scale of the work. The other thing, especially with oil painting, is just um, the depth, you know, the, de the detail and the depth. Um, we've got amazing cameras now. Even our little iPhone computers that we're walking around with in our pockets every day have amazing cameras. But these cameras are not human eyes. <laughs> so they don't perceive things in the same way that our human eyes do. And so, for example, whenever we were at the Frick and went to, uh, went to the Frick and we, we were in the Rembrandt room and just, oh my gosh, it, it was so magnetic. It was so amazing this painting all of the paintings but there was one in particular a portrait of um oh I think this was a commission painting and I can't think of the name of the painting but it's a, a gentleman in a fur hat and he's holding like a piece of paper like he's about to hand it to somebody you guys this painting was so mind-blowing so mind-blowing <laughs> Every piece of this painting was so 
gorgeous. And to be able to study it in person, you could um, also see in a way his process of, of um, you know, the ground, what he toned the painting with and the effects of cool on warm that he was doing and, and the layering effects that he was getting with his paint. Um, the, the impasto and the paint quality, um, how that creates a certain, you know, appearance, which a lot of times, you know, tends to fall very, very flat in a photograph. Um, so again, just seeing these works of art in person, you can learn so much as an artist from studying them in person, really contemplating them. And of course, you know, Monty and I, you know, uh, like to take notes and then we share whenever we take breaks, we'll have these discussions with one another about the art and what we, what we saw and what we discovered and new ideas that we have now after studying this art in person. <laughs> and it's interesting too, because, um, I've been, I, I have loved, going to art museums for ever since I entered art school back in 2007. One of my favorite, favorite things to do, of course, is to travel and visit art in the art museums. And I'm fortunate that my partner is also very much in line with that because we both love doing that. And I, it's, it's so fascinating to me because every single time that I go, I leave just with so much fuel in my like artistic gas tank, you know, so many new thoughts, so many new ideas. Um, it's as if the artists who, who's, they're long gone, right? Like they're dead, they're gone. <laughs> but it's like their work is still speaking to us. Their work is still here to teach us and to touch us and to open our eyes to a new way of seeing the world. Um, it was really fascinating after being in uh, New York City for a few days. I think we were there for about four or five days. And coming back home to Denver, Colorado, and, and you know, we get through all the airport badness, get back in the car, and we're driving, you know, back home. And I felt like someone had implanted a new set of eyeballs up here in my head because everything seemed brand new. <laughs> I don't want to start crying, but everything seems so different than before. Every The trees looked more beautiful. The sky was more beautiful. The light was more beautiful. Um, coming into our home, it was like I had this level of appreciation for beauty that had been re-stirred up and rekindled. And I know it's because of looking at all of that art for, you know, three, four days. So it's really an incredible thing. You know, if you're an artist, what we are doing is so incredible. I think, you know, doing our own work, it doesn't affect us in the same way, but you have to know that the work that you are creating is affecting your audience in that way. It's affecting people who see your work. It's affecting your collectors in that way. It, it's That's what you're doing for them. It's like you are giving them a new perspective on life. You are giving them a new pre appreciation of the world around us, of, of the beauty around us. That's what you're doing for them. The very same thing that all of those great masters at, at the Met um, did for me. 
this last weekend. That's my gift as well to um, all of the collectors who buy my work or anyone who is able to see my work in person. Um, that's my gift to them as well. And so I think it's really, really important to recognize that we are a part of that lineage, that we are a part of that legacy. And so today, I just want to, you know, I'd love to hear your experiences of uh, too with, um, you know, your experiences with viewing art, um, how it affects you, how it inspires you. Um, and most importantly, I want to encourage all of you to to go and go do that for yourself. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think we just can get so settled into our own little environments and our own little worlds and our own little four walls, you know, and it's like we just get like these little horse blinders on and we forget that um, there's so much beauty available to us. There's so much beautiful art available to us. And as artists, we need that we need other people's art as well to inspire us. So that's really what I want to leave you all with today is because because this recent trip, and I'm sure it was even more impactful for me because I haven't been able to go and see any real art in person for um, 18 months or more now. Um, so I'm sure it was even more of an impact because of the, the time um, the lapse of time that has occurred where I haven't been able to see this beautiful, masterful, old master art for forever. Um, but because that made such a big impact on me, I just want to encourage all of you to give that gift to yourself. Um, it really does matter. It really does make a big difference. And um, you will come back feeling so much more inspired and having, you know, soaked in all of the learnings from studying the artwork as well at the museums. And then you'll be able to put that into your own work in your own studio so that that lineage and that legacy gets passed on to the next collector who buys a piece from you. Okay, my art friends, I am wishing you all happy fall. Hope you all are well, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on studying real art in real life. <laughs> all right, until next time, I'm wishing you all happy painting. Bye.